Hey guys, so welcome back to another episode of the Ico Joker podcast. Hopefully, the sound of this thing sounds alright. So I'm gonna get straight into it. So recently, um, <laughs> just recently, excuse me, recently the um, an ESPN um, uh, sports host or sports anchor manager called in the US uh, recently came out with, with a statement. His name is Stephen A. Smith, of course. Many people know, people know him, so I shouldn't give him that um, that sort of introduction. Um, you know, I should have just said Stephen A. Smith. Most people involved in sports, especially MMA, of course, you will know who he is. I know who he is. Just um, it's, it's been a long while since he's kind of crossed my mind, and his name's crossed over my desk. So. Recently, he made a statement saying that um, uh, he doesn't really like seeing females fight in, um, but what basically fight at all. He doesn't like seeing uh, women's MMA. That the thoughts and the idea and the just the size of two female athletes fighting just puts them off, just sets them off. And um, when I saw the statement for the first time, uh, it was kind of like, okay, well that's your that's your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion, but um, it's kind of strange because. Why would you say that? Because it's your job and you're paid a lot of money. I think um, I did some research on this and I think is it last year or so he was paid approximately nineteen million dollars for the whole year for um, for the uh, for just basically reporting and um, does he commentate? I, I'm not sure. So sure, the people I know that commentate the UFC sports are DC Cormier, Dominic Cruz, Michael Bisping, and a few other names. So, but these are the the guys that, that I just mentioned are the guys who have actually been in the octagon. You know, they've sparred, they've trained, they've actually done the sport. So they've got the first-hand experience of, you know, fighting and being punched in the head. You know, they've got, you know, they've got that first-hand experience. This person doesn't. So, um, so yeah, but going back to what he said, I mean, what he said in a Twitter post, well, this is what ESPN um, posted and what uh, another MMA um, group who follows the sport closely, they stated, um, quoted his words, when I think uh, when I think about pugilistic sports, I don't like seeing women involved in that. I don't want to see women fighting in the octagon and stuff like that. So it's kind of weird. He's I'm sure he's been reporting on sports news, especially MMA, for a long, long time. So for me, it just seemed a bit awkward and weird that he should come out saying this. I mean, if he didn't like, it, he would have stopped. He would have stopped reporting on the sports. Uh, giving news in the sport and interviewing um, athletes related who do this sport a long, long time ago. You know, strangers they're just coming out now, um, saying this, and um, you know, no one's ever really compl- complained. I think he even said, and I didn't write down it, but I remember in my mind, in my mind vividly, he was saying that uh, he would never like to see a man go, a female um, mixed martial artist um, athlete, go up against a male MMA athlete, and um, no one, uh, there's. N- never even there's never ever been that sort of proposition being made even in an organization such as the ufc whereby where you know i'm not trying to shit on anyone here but you know it is it's it's no secret the ufc does um treat their fighters in a not so nice way um i think when you ufc may not get paid as much so this is what i've been hearing you may not be paid as much as much as you'd like as you would be potentially be paid at other organizations you know um pride um one championship and um Bellator. But I think the reason why they get away with it is because the UFC has that star power. You know, it's a 
it's a brand that's known all around the world. It's a household name everywhere, especially in the United States. So, you know, if you fought in the UFC, at least that's where you can kind of cement a name for yourself within the niche of uh, mixed martial arts. And, well, in sports in general, because it's the one organization that people know very, very well. It's one that stands out in the sports of MMA. Excuse me. Um, you know, they're known so well, um, so well to the point that I remember there was a post on on YouTube, a, a video, but something was going on on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Um, someone had even thought that the sport of MMA is called UFC and they had to be corrected. Um, no, the UFC is an organization that promotes the sport. They hold, you know, events that basically are uh, mixed martial arts fights and so on. The sport itself is called MMA, mixed martial arts. So the sport itself is called mixed martial arts. Whilst one of the, one of the organizations, fighting organizations that promotes the sport and host events, host um, sporting events, which are MMA fights, is called UFC, which is just one of them. You know, the other organizations are Bellator, One Championship, um, Pride. You know, there's many of us, but those ones that stand out in my mind um, properly and vividly. So, you know, it, it did kind of... Well, I wasn't offended so much, but I was really taken aback by his statement where he said, you know... And this comes back to what I thought from my own past experience. You know, it's annoying uh, when someone has no um, no first-hand experience of something of a particular... Let's say, yeah, a particular job. And they got they make the statement, um, they have the opinion, which they're, they're entitled to have their opinion. That's fine. Everyone's entitled to, to their opinion. The only thing is, your opinion isn't... The, isn't necessarily correct which of course is determined by what most people in the world think unfortunately that's just part of human nature um you're entitled to your opinion but if you've got no experience with doing that job if you've never done it before then really you know um you really should keep your mouth shut and just keep quiet i mean many people have been saying that he's, he's such a fucking idiot a freaking idiot uh, for say for saying what he said, and especially when he can't even um spot or do uh, do like a coach, you know, what do you call it? Um, mitts and pads, which is what I've been I've done so far with my um in my own lessons. Um, basically just um hitting pads one two, pa- hitting pads so many times, and <laughs> God, I just remember the first time I did it with my coach. Um, you're on pads, so you hit. It's like a left um. Hit the left pads one or two, three. So many other times, so many times that you're, you're instructed to do so by your coach, and you hit the other pads um, uh, another amount of times, something like that. There was a video that he, which from the, what I've been hearing, it sounds like an sounded like an accident. It was posted mistakenly by his coach or so, uh, whatever. But I'm sure he's a person. I'm sure it was Stephen A. Smith who posted that video, which made him look absolutely ridiculous, and probably made his coach look even more ridiculous because. If you think about it, you're the student. You're going to follow what your coach says because you're going to assume you you will assume that your coach knows what they're doing. They're the teacher, so um, you know. I th- either the coach probably wanted to embarrass him, or maybe the coach genuinely just didn't know what, what he was um, what they were doing, because he was throwing at his um, right hand, and then his <laughs> his left hand looks like it's from what they what some people term a dick punch because it's going so low that in in the real world um if you're in a fight in the octagon you're if if you're going to punch down below your opponents just below their waist well that's not that's not going to do anything it's not going to help you at all in your you know it's like actually it's going to help your opponent because you're going to leave yourself open for attack because your hands going to be your, your upper part of your body is not going to be guarded basically 
So, I mean, when you post something like that and then a year on, a year later, you say something like this, you're saying that these um, a, a certain number of people, this gender of people, women, shouldn't be allowed to fight. You know, it. You really, do, you really do look like a stupid idiot. You really do look very, very ridiculous. And, you know, um, on another point... Um, it's no, it's no secret that certain, certain people, especially from what I gather, um, ESPN, some of their presenters, the anchormen and women, have to say certain things just to, um, so that the viewers, so they can just keep and maintain that, you know, that traffic of attention. So they always have that um, amount of attention on what's being said, you know. And uh, for me, someone who talks a lot basically has nothing to offer you know if they're doing, doing too much with this they haven't got much going on upstairs and i've got first-hand experience of so not that i've done that myself i mean i've never been the sort of person to run my mouth unless you've insulted me really badly then i'll do so or i may do um, or i may run my, my run my mouth in a joking manner but not necessarily to disrespect the other person but just to joke around that's fine but you know when you don't know something we don't know anything about particular subjects or thing don't say you know don't say anything you know if you know or keep what you have to say to it to a minimum a minimal amount you know um don't talk too much about on the subject try and learn about it you know know what you're talking about because that's the problem about um now come across um you know especially in in this society today not just here in the uk but around the world and it's something that happens um that i see a lot in men if they if we don't know something um, from my own experience, a lot of a lot of men just won't admit it. They just play along and um, pretend that they know what they're talking about, and uh, you know, yeah. And for me, from what I've seen, from my own experience, um, well, just to give give some more detail, that when I experienced experienced this myself firsthand in the real world, was when I went to um, get my car sorted out, and I could tell that the mechanic just didn't know what I was talking about pointing at this. I mean, I'm not a mechanic, but I've driven uh, enough cars in my time to know what to know my way around the car the engine and so on but that's just an example when people don't know what they're talking about they refuse to admit to it and just you know just carry on talking a lot a lot of nonsense and there was a lot of reaction from the from the mixed martial arts community the mma community don't know why i can't say that in a sentence um there wasn't really good reaction though um from one particular female fighter but to start off with gilbert burns who is going to be fighting soon he said well who even cares about what this guy wants to see. Just close your eyes, clown. Um, another fighter, Wile Zhang, she just mainly said, shut up. Um, another fighter, Polish fighter, who is a good friend of um, Jan Blokovic, who is yet to fight Israel Adesanya soon, uh, in March. She she said, uh, and she said it quite candidly, actually, without sounding too rude, or just, it was almost like um, the sort of response you get from from an educated person, which, you know, was short, um, precise, but straight to the point in a candid way. Excuse me. Now, she said, I appreciate your transparency, Stephen A. Smith, although I wish everyone at ESPN and throughout the world saw women's sports in a positive light. I assure you that we women don't need your support. Now, you know, you can kind of get the gist of what she's saying there. You know, thank you for your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion, you know, I and I'm sure many other MMA athletes, but men and women, even many MMA fans, not just MMA fans, but fans who um, like watching combat sports, you know, they 
we all um, believe you you have your right to be entitled to your opinion but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're correct and she <laughs> she more or less said that it's okay so, you know uh, say what you like do what you like but we just won't be taking you seriously anymore in the future you know you don't need your support we won't be listening to your opinion anymore it won't really matter uh another um, athlete laura sanko a lot to say here but i think the emoji sums it up just fine now, Chris Cyborg, she said, come on, son. She po- she actually posted the video. Um, she actually posted the video um, that I just talked about of him um, sp- uh, of him trading with his coach um, earlier, well, last year, just like this time last year, but um, in January, t- towards the, in the middle of January in 2020, she was referring to that. She posted a clip of it because uh, many people shared it around um, social media and Twitter and Facebook or Instagram or wherever. And she was laughing, and many people were laughing at it, at it because that's not how you punch. And many people who are who um, are, are novices to the sport, even including us, including myself, in that, they were looking at that, thinking, "What are you doing?" Because why would you be punching down below? You're, where punches will really hurt your opponent will be first. The first place will be your face, your head, and the second place, of course, would be anywhere be- below your face. You know, your um your um midsection your abdomen chest wherever um but you know your face and your head are the most vulnerable places when it comes to um, getting hit by your opponent with strikes and tim mean said i don't want to see Stephen a smith <laughs> hit mitts again i know women that would hurt this one so likewise Stephen a smith is saying that he doesn't want to see women um in, he doesn't want to see female athletes in, in mma fight anymore um some other people are saying after seeing that ridiculous clip of him, um, don't know what it was, but doing something um, stupid. Um, after seeing that clip, they don't want to see him spot um, him hitting mitts either, because that was probably even more ridiculous <laughs> um, than w- what he's um, trying to say about female athletes in MMA. So, um, God, you know, this is I know I've said it, uh, I, I know I've kind of um, ranted on about this and kind of sound like a broken record but it's, you know, it's just one of those topics uh, that you talk about that i talk about in my podcast i i wish i had like a co-host here with me could discuss um, about it and talk about it because it's really annoying um you know your job you've been doing it for so well you've perfect you've perfected your craft along the way you've learned lots of things to help to improve your craft but you know what you're doing and then you have the experience you have the first-hand knowledge you have the first-hand experience but then you have someone else who doesn't doesn't fight who has who who doesn't fight um who's never been inside the octagon who's never been in a, in a professional fight and from that video um, i should have said this um, earlier probably has never been on mitts or sparred just for practice has never has never been in a kickboxing lesson with a kickboxing coach or boxing coach or any sort of combat sports just for training not even for competing but just for training that's why we never done never done it before and i think from looking at looking at that video looking at the um the way he was hitting those mitts especially especially with his left hand which was going down below what, what you'd normally think is down below past the point of your opponent's waist he probably hasn't because that looked so ridiculous in my first kick in my first lesson um with my coach we never did anything like that at all and i thought my you know looking at the videos of my instagram post you know if you do follow me on instagram you see um some posts i've done um and I've posted since the summer of 2020 when I had my first lesson. 
I've always thought that my striking was actually quite sloppy, that I need to improve on that. And that speed and precision needs to be sh- um, fast and sharp, you know, just straight to the point and, you know, really alive. I'm not sure how else I can, I can explain it, but it needs to be a lot better. But I've never seen anyone or I've never been in a lesson whereby like your coach will tell you to or even almost direct you that you should hit one of your strikes to go downwards, kind of like almost below your opponent's waist. That's the best way I can describe it, but, you know, I've never seen it. That looks utterly, utterly ridiculous. But um, anyway, and I'm sure he's not going to be, this is not going to be the, um, this hasn't been the first time that someone in his position has said something like this. And likewise, I'm sure it will not be the last time. Now, in other news on the MMA scene, um, Dustin Poirier, and I mentioned this in my last um, podcast, and probably in the podcast before that, Dustin Poirier has accepted uh, McGregor's offer or, Rather, it was a demand because from what I was hearing, what I was seeing on YouTube, even from his coach, Coach Kavanaugh, um, Connor, after his loss to Poirier at UFC 257, um, after that TKO, um, you know, he um, it was said that he was almost harassing the UFC and other people, you know, the higher-ups in the organisation, um, he, that he wants another fight with Dustin Poirier, he wants a trilogy fight, basically. Um, so Dustin Poirier accepted, that, accepted the offer, um, uh, you know, and Charles Oliveira, who, um, from what I can see, from what I've learned, um, potentially would have had a fight, um, a fight scheduled with Poirier, but I think after Oliveira sent him, sent was it Oliveira? Was it someone else? I, I can't can't remember, but I think was Oliveira or Chandler, um, but someone to send um an offer to um Poirier, but he didn't reply. So I think he didn't. The fight just didn't interest him. I think no, it was Oliveira. And um, now he's quite worried because now um, potentially um, if Poirier does accept, no, Poirier has accepted the fight from McGregor and all that's left now is for the UFC and Dana White um, to more or less finalise the whole thing and make it official. And I think, mm, I could say it's more than likely, but what do I know? I'm still still learning so much about all the moves in this sport and what certain terms and definitions mean, but possibly it, it could happen. Um, Knowing Conor McGregor, whatever he wants, usually there's always been this sort of um, history of him always getting his way. So possibly that could happen. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Um, and yeah, so Charles um, Oliveira is now concerned that he's not going to get the um, put, um, the opportunity to fight Poirier, and then hence if he if he beats Poirier, will get the um, will be the lightweight champion and get the um, get that lovely um, belt. Now. Um, it's February the 6th as I'm recording this podcast and uh, yesterday was February the 5th and yesterday was, um, there's still, it's still February the 5th in the USA but anyway, anyway, that's, um, anyway, um, Paige Van Zandt was going to make her debut in Ben Knuckle Fighting Championship and uh, her way and, and this is how it was put on one of the YouTube channels that I saw the news, how this was reported because I saw, um, no, so I was on YouTube. I saw this. I saw that at the weigh-ins, she and another female athlete who goes by the name of Britton Hart, um, Britton Hart, some people's names. Um, but I'm not going to laugh at that. But it looked like they did get into um during the weigh was it weigh-ins or st- no stare downs? Um, they did get into almost like a heated um altercation incident there. Um, I think um, was it a Brit oh. But definitely from the looks of it, from what I saw, Bretton Hart started it, started it first. I think she made the first move and then 
Paige, obviously, you know, naturally defending herself, I think sees um, Hart by the throat and actually wanted to throw um, throw a punch. And um, what I was saying before is that it was kind of funny how the um, the narrator of the YouTube channel that was reporting this reported it. They started off by saying that the UFC community or the UFC are shocked by what they saw. <laughs> the stare downs, I'm like, for crying out loud, you're, you're in combat sports, for God's sakes. And, you know, this isn't, like the other sports even yeah it's not like the other sports of football american football rugby um baseball um soccer or the you know the olympics or cricket you know this is a sport whereby the athletes the fighters do have let's say there isn't one fighter that another fighter knows that between the two of them there's 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 unfinished business you know there's a score to settle so um, when they see each other, they're not always necessarily happy to see, to um, be in the other person's company in their midst. So, you know, uh, one thing can lead to another, and it just set off an argument that argument can spill out into an alter- into a physical altercation. So, I I laughed when the um, they opened that opening headline that the UFC are shocked by what they saw at Paige Van Sant's <laughs> at Paige Van Sant's uh, debut um, stare down at, at Ben Knuckle Fighting Championship. But for me. Um, I can't say that I was shocked, but, you know, in combat sports, you know, it, it happens, especially in M- in MMA and boxing. Um, now, Britain's word to uh, Van Zandt was, you got it twisted, this ain't, um, this ain't MMA. What did I write? This ain't MMA, you can't choke. And, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, I was just surprised that the, um, I was surprised at the um the supposed reaction from the UFC. I mean, I I didn't see um any other um there was a few fighters that comment, commented on this. Um I think um and I can't remember their names right now, but I think um is it Mike Perry? Um no Mike Perry didn't comment on the um situation that happened in the stare down, but I think he um he did he wished um Paige Van Zandt good luck. I think they've they've been good friends for um for some time. But yeah, you know, I was just I'm taken aback by the UFC's um supposed shock at the whole encounter. And last but not least, guys, uh, UFC Vegas, which is going to be happening today, um, the as I'm recording this podcast, um, the sixth of February in Las Vegas. So um, really, the um the main event that I really wanted to that really interests me, though, I may watch the whole card depends um how the whole thing is going really because you know again I'm a novice to the sport still new to the sport so I haven't got, really gotten a taste for um I haven't really seen each each athlete's performance in the cage before I've not seen every um, athlete's um performance or at least enough of them anyway because I do know of some other people that have been invested in the sport for a long time they're MMA veterans and you know they will watch um they'll watch the fight card well, they're only going to watch the main card events, especially the main event, main event and co and main event. Other fights, they probably just doesn't interest them anymore. That doesn't interest them at all, so they just switch off whatever they're watching it on. But so for me, I still have to, for me, I, I still want to watch all of them just as much as I can to learn as much as possible about um about MMA. So, but the main event, Alexander Volkov versus Alistair Overeem, and. I remember Alistair Overeem for a fight that he had um, against um, Rosen Stewart. Rosen Stewart, um, 
I can't remember the um, exact date, but this was uh, mentioned um, on a particular podcast. It's the Way Way In podcast with Josh Thompson and John McCarthy. I was listening to the, uh, this was when they um, the channel still like growing, but they had about ten thousand subscribers. Let me just check the date of this fight. I think it would have happened sometime. Is it 2020? Last year or so. No, I think it would have happened in 2019. Um, what stands out for me is that um, in this particular fight, um, Alistair Overeem, when he was facing uh, Rosen Sturick, um, as the heavyweight division, um, just... I think towards the end of the fight, um, Rosin Strick threw a really heavy um, right hand that tore open um, Overeem's lip. It was it was a really deep, deep cut. The whole chunk of flesh of Overeem's lip had, had been stripped completely away, and so at the end of that fight, that evening, he had to have emergency surgery to, you know, um, well, to um, to surgically. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but I'm hoping using the right terms to surgically reattach the. Um, piece of flesh that um, had been taken away from Overeem's lip. It was it was really disgusting and really 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 graphical. Um, but yeah, um, but watching that fight, Overeem versus Rosin Strick. I have to say, Overeem, despite his height and his size, size because he's a big muscular guy, uh, but not as in bodybuilder and big like that. You know, from what I could see in the fight, it was good striking and his takedowns were good, and he had good grind game. Hit, had a um, particularly good ground game and um was in strike I have to say um I think that punch really um that really ended it badly for Overeem but you know that was um that was that fight but I'm trying to compare this to um the other guy Volkov um Alexander Volkov um who I've seen him fight against um Blades uh, Blades, but B L A Y D E S. I hope I'm spelling that blade correct. It's pronouncing that correctly, or is it should be blades or blade? No, I think it's blades. Let me just stick with blades because I'm just gonna start sounding silly here. Um, this guy is is significantly slimmer than Overeem, and in that fight when he was fighting Blades, he did seem to gas out quite easily. As in, should I say, or can I say, his cardio wasn't really good or on point. Um, because over my noses did move a bit more power, a bit more um, agility. Even though he's he's a lot bigger, but he over did seem when he was fighting um, was in Stuart and before he um, had that nasty injury in his face, um, he did seem a lot more a lot quicker a lot more quicker than Volkov did um, when he was fighting um, Blades. So it will be an interesting match. But for my money, um, I would say that Overeem would win this fight against Volkov I'm a, I'd say I'm a novice but I can only keep I can only be saying that for so long eventually I have to back up my whatever I say with evidence and I'm researching stuff all the time doing my homework before I make these podcasts um but yeah for that main event um today it's February the 6th now, as I'm recording this podcast guys I would say that out in that fight um, between Alexander Volkov and Alistair Overeem I would say that Alistair Overeem would win uh, that's my take on it but guys um don't forget to leave a like if you enjoyed this and um if you enjoyed the um if you enjoy my content please um don't forget to subscribe to my youtube channel 
Um, you can also find my podcast uploaded to Spotify, um, Podchaser, Google Podcast, and the Apple Podcast. Again, I'm still trying to sort it out. For some reason, it just it's just not accepting my artwork for some random reason. It's something that I'm just going to have to keep trying and trying to get it sorted out because I know once I get my podcast onto Apple Podcast, then there's a better chance of it gets reaching other platforms around the world. Um, you can also um, catch me on Twitter and um, Twitter. My name's Iko Jaco. Facebook, my name, Facebook. My name's Iko Jaco, and on Instagram, my name's Iko Jaco One. So, guys, I'm gonna end my rambling there. Thanks. <laughs>